Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Impossible Podcast. Today is going to be a short episode. Uh, I'm going to be talking about quarterly planning and how I'm setting out and changing my structure to work in 90-day increments. Uh, now, I used to do this all the time when I was at my corporate gig, and it's pretty normal in corporate settings to plan things out by quarters. But when I quit my job and I started doing stuff on my own, I realized that I was doing things kind of off the top of my head. I was maybe planning a couple weeks out, maybe a month out, but I was never really getting ahead of the game. In the last year, and specifically uh, since the beginning of this year, I've done a much, much better job of quarterly planning and setting up a retreat situation for myself to get clear on my own personal goals, but then also doing it in my business. So today... I want to talk about that, uh, kind of my process for doing that. Hopefully, it's a little bit helpful. And uh, if you guys are interested in hearing more podcasts like this, let me know, and I can share some more of my personal processes and how I go about structuring my goal planning, quarterly planning, all this stuff. So that's what today's episode is going to be about. Uh, but before we get to that, I'm doing my the first fitness program that I've done in a long time. It's called The Initiation. You can check it out at impossiblehq.com slash initiation. It's a six-week boot camp. If you found that you're in the middle of 2018 and you haven't gotten anywhere close to all of your goals done, you can sign up for this boot camp. It's going to be a kick in the ass. It's designed to get you out of your head, into your body, and start jump-starting your personal fitness goals, but then also clear your head and get your mind right. So that is the number one thing I always get out of fitness. It's not about the physical, but by doing the physical task, by doing the hard things, it clears your mind up. So this is a six-week boot camp. Uh, it's uh, six weeks of programming. Uh, there's videos. There are exclusive newsletters. I will have a weekly puke test, which is just about as much fun as it sounds, but it's really a gut check for you to really test yourself and really push yourself as much as you can. Uh, some people are scared of, of that. Uh, I, I like it. So <laughs> if that sounds intriguing to you, check it out at impossiblehq.com slash initiation. It's open for the rest of the week. And I'm looking forward to the group that we have in there already and a few people that are still going to be joining us. So check it out. It's the first fitness program that I've launched in five years. Uh, I've got some more stuff coming up here soon, but I'm really excited to share this, get this out there, and help you guys jumpstart your 2018 goals if they've stalled out in the middle of the year and get yourself going and back on the right track. Also, while you're at it, go check out Impossible Gear dot com. If you guys don't have an impossible shirt, it is literally the most comfortable way to do something uncomfortable. So if you're going to go do something impossible or do something that makes you feel uncomfortable, you might as well wear comfortable gear to go do it. So check out an impossible shirt, get one, put it on, go do something off your impossible list and take a photo, send it in, and I will feature you all over the place. Impossiblegear.com. Check it out today. Okay. Also, movewellapp.com. If you guys are sick of getting hurt, of being hurt, of not recovering as fast as you can, or not even being able to train as hard as you like because you find that you don't have a good recovery routine, you should check out movewellapp.com. 10-minute mobility routines to help you get stronger, prevent injuries, and move faster. We called it Move Well. We want you to move well. It's a great app. 
Uh, we're coming out with a lot of improvements over the next few weeks, next month. So check it out. It's 10 minutes a day maximum. But if you've ever been injured and you know that it can take 6 to 12 months to come back from an injury, those 10 minutes a day can really save you a lot of heartache on the back end. So check it out at movewellapp.com. Uh, download it. It's free to download, by the way. So there really is no excuse to not check it out and try it out. Okay, so that's what I've got for you guys today. I'm going to jump in to my section here on quarterly planning and how I'm doing it. Hope you enjoy. All right, guys, so today I'm going to talk about quarterly planning in your life. So this is one of those things that most businesses have down. Uh, you have quarterly planning routines. You plan it out 90 days, and then you just go ahead and do it. And most people might be familiar with this in their business, uh, but they're not familiar with it in their life. And so I want to say about a year ago, I started to get a little bit annoyed at myself because I wasn't doing as many things as I could. And part of the reason was I had all these really big goals with 777 and all these other things that were happening. Uh, I wanted to do these really big things and I wanted the scale of the things that I wanted to do were growing, but it was getting harder to chunk them up into measurable things that I could do on a short-term basis. And so I was having these big, large goals, but I was kind of getting lost in the ruckus of it all. I didn't know exactly where to start. I didn't really have a good first step. And so what I started doing was I started breaking that out into quarters like I would do with business planning. And one of the things that has come up over and over again that I've been talking about for maybe two years is that I'd like to do something where I do a quarterly retreat and go somewhere and kind of go off grid for a little bit to get some space, get some quiet, and do some reflection and planning on my own. And so I started doing the quarterly planning initially just at the quarter. So end of March, end of June, end of September, uh, and, and just start there. But at the beginning of this year, I started to realize, hey, you've been talking about going somewhere for the quarters, even if it's just off to a tiny home or off to uh, there's a uh, a place called get our company called getaway house, which is literally just a cabin in the woods that you can get away to and lock your phone up in a box. And I basically told myself, you've been telling yourself you're going to go do this for a long time and you haven't done it yet. So earlier this year, I think for Q1, I just packed my bags on a whim. Uh, I think it was a maybe 24 hours notice. So it was adventure roulette type thing. And I just booked a flight to Tulum. And flew down into Cancun, took the took the bus or the taxi uh, a couple hours over to Tulum and hung out in Tulum for a week. And I did a couple things there that I want to share with you guys and some things that I've been learning and taking forward into my regular practice now that I'm trying to do that at least uh, every quarter, even if I'm not going on a plane and uh, picking up and flying out. Uh, I can do these no matter where I am, and I can set these practices into play. And so the first thing that happened when I went to Tulum was I literally left my phone in the hotel. I think I, I think I put it on airplane mode, uh, and I put it in the dresser next to the bed. And I didn't take it out 
for, I want to say, three days. And it was the first time I'd done like a phone detox in a really long time. And instead of walking around, constantly being connected to my computer, constantly being connected to my phone, I walked around with a notebook. And I just walked around uh, and kind of took inventory of what was going on in a new city. And it's been a long time since I've done that because you have your phone, you have a camera and you're like, Oh, I got to take photos when I'm traveling. I need to post these things. I need to share these things. I got to write, uh, to the newsletter. I got to do all these different things. And I just took three days, which isn't a lot of time. And I didn't pick up my phone once. And I think I actually let the phone die. Like I didn't have any battery life and I waited I think I actually left my cord. I, I, I did this on purpose, but I left my let my phone die and didn't even bother finding the charger until the end of the three days because I realized that I just needed some time off. I needed to be just disconnect from the grid and see what was going on. And the first thing that I noticed when I was walking around Tulum was that we'd be at the beach and I would have my notebook open. And just writing different ideas. And I'll get to how I sort of, what I was doing with the notebook and how I was plotting things out. But as I was at the beach and just writing in the notebook and and kind of journaling, getting my thoughts out of my head, uh, kind of getting clear on what I was going to be doing next, I'd be walking around the beach and there'd be people running around on their phone uh, asking about the Wi-Fi password or asking, you know, oh, the connection's really bad and and I'm literally sitting there, I think, drinking a margarita on the beach, looking at maybe two dozen people, and a good 75% of them are on their phone on the beach in Tulum. And there's something about that that was a big wake-up call to me where I said, okay, you've got a problem. <laughs> you, need a, you need to work on this, and uh, this is going to be good for you. And so for the first three days in Tulum, and pretty much for the rest of the time there, I basically disconnected completely when I was working. I was specifically on my computer to c- accomplish a specific task. And instead of showing up to a restaurant and immediately looking at my phone while I was waiting for my food or uh, in any dead time, I'd have a notebook and I'd have the notebook open. And instead of reacting to something that's going on somewhere on the internet, I was thoughtfully plotting out my ideas, uh, writing different things that I was thinking about, and just paying way more attention and being present. And so that is something that I took away from that where I am definitely incorporating that into a quarterly thing where I just disconnect completely. And part of it is unplugging, but also part of it is just getting the clarity of thought where you're not having inputs come in all the time that you have to react to, but you're actually being truly creative. You're actually coming up with your own thoughts and hearing yourself think, which is sometimes uh, when I'm running impossible, I'm running ultimate paleo guide and paleo meal plans. I'm running all these different businesses. I'm working with uh, several of my team members. And sometimes there's so much inbound noise that it's hard to get clear on what exactly you want to do going forward and what you want to um what you wanted to create rather than just what needs to be, you know, fixed. And so that was the first thing. After I finished that, after I finished a couple days of just detoxing from the internet, from social media, from my phone in general, I started 
to be a little bit more strategic and I started to plan out what I wanted for the next 90 days. And this is something that I talked about at the beginning of the year with my annual goals. So I basically broke this up, my life up into a couple different quadrants. And so one was financial, one was business, one was fitness, and one was just everything else going on in my personal life. And I basically broke these four down and said, over the net last 90 days, what went well? I do this at the beginning and end of every year, but by breaking it into quarters, it felt like I had more manageable steps. And so I said, what went well over the last 90 days? And I would take 15, 20 minutes, sometimes an hour to write out the things that I was frustrated about and annoyed about or uh, just disappointed in uh, over the last 90 days in that specific quadrant. I tried to list off anything I was specifically happy about or that was a big victory that I wanted to keep going. But I also try to focus on, okay, what what didn't go well and what can I do to mitigate that or fix that going forward? Uh, then I basically do the same thing uh, in all four quadrants. Uh, the next thing I would do was what do I want to do in the next 90 days? And the nice thing, I think my friend Taylor Pearson talks about this, but 90 days, what's nice about it is you can't go that long in 90 days without checking in on how that goal is progressing. Uh, so it's a good segment where you can hold yourself accountable to accomplishing something over 90 days uh, that if you say, hey, I'm going to do this in the next year, uh, a lot of people said that at the beginning of the year and then you know, six, you know, six, seven months in, in the middle of June or July, they haven't really progressed on it and it's because they haven't checked it back in recently and they haven't uh, held themselves accountable to whether or not they're actually doing the thing that they said they're going to do. And so when you shrink that window to 90 days, it lets you actually be more critical. It lets you see what's going on and it lets you adjust if case something's not going according to plan. And so what I would do would basically say, you know, what is, you know, what were you able to get done? How, how, how many of the tasks um, over the last 90 days or strategies that you wanted to execute how many of those did you actually get done? And the number was pretty good. It was it was something like 80, 85% of the things I laid out at the beginning of the year uh, that I wanted to do by the end of the first quarter were done. But I also realized, okay, I can recalibrate st stuff or there's something that just fell off the map or maybe it was a couple weeks behind and I just needed to readjust. And so then I'd plan out the next quarter saying, okay, well, what, you know, based on your historical record of completion tasks, what's something here that you could do, you know, where are the habits that you could really implement to get better here and how can you do that even better going forward? And so then I just, it's, a, it sounds really simple, but taking that time to say, you know, what did you, what went well and what didn't go well was just hugely impactful from seeing and calling it out on yourself because there's a lot of times that maybe, you know, you're not living up to what the standards are that you want to have. Maybe you know you should get better habits. Maybe, you know, something else should happen. But within the course of a year, maybe you set out to do a specific fitness program. Maybe you set out to save a specific amount of money. If you haven't automated that system, if you haven't created that habit, after the first month in January, it can fall off. You can be kind of unmotivated. And then you're not going to really pay attention to it until... Thanksgiving rolls around and you start thinking about Christmas and then you start thinking about New Year's and your new New Year's resolution. And so what this does is just catches you at earlier time periods and lets you plot this out. Um, a lot of the time people ask about tools. They ask about apps. They ask about how do I keep 
you know, this working in my schedule. And what I've done over the last year, year and a half that's been really effective for me is just not using apps to plan out some of this long form thinking. I write it out by hand. I'll have a hand cramp at the end of the day. It's not always really that comfortable. It's kind of painful. I forget how much I used to have to write growing up as a kid. And I realize I retain information better when I write it down on on a notebook. And I also think clearer when I jot out my ideas and I plan them out on a physical piece of paper. And so I literally walked around Tulum for seven days plotting out what the quarter was going to look like, where I was at, what I wanted to do, and how I wanted to accomplish something. And basically eliminated my internet usage from you know, eight to 12 hours a day on some days to, to maybe a couple uh, where I was, anytime I was on a computer, I was specifically trying to complete a, um, a specific action. I wasn't just, hey, what am I going to get done on the computer day? I was going to do something specific. And so uh, basically I took that same mentality and I applied it to my finances, my personal finances, my business situations. And I did a version of this with my team the week I came back. I was like, hey, this is what we planned for the first quarter. This is what we got done. Where, you know, where are projects in line? Maybe they're coming in a little bit late. Maybe they're coming in, you know, just right now. And what can we do the next quarter? And so I basically did the same type of thing with the team in the business side of things. Then when it came to just personal life, I, I, I planned those things out. And that's been a little bit crazy for me because I've been traveling for so long. And so my personal life stuff is some stuff that wouldn't necessarily be on most people's list. It's like things like, where am I going to live for the next three months? Where do I want to be for the next three months? What am I trying to do? You know, are there any conferences or places or people I want to interview that I need to be in specific areas of the country for? And so those came up on the personal side of things. And then on the fitness side of things, there were just things that, hey, you know, this is something that you've been trying to work on for a long time and you need to get serious about doing it. A couple of those things for me are just interesting gymnastic skill stuff. Uh, for a long time, I've been really interested in doing different things as far as uh, handstands, planche push-ups, pistol squats. And some of those are <laughs> a lot easier than others. Uh, pistol <laughs> pistol squats are a lot easier to do than a planche push-up. But it basically set up a, let me reevaluate my goals at that 90-day mark and say, okay, what types of skills can you learn over this a period of time? And what are you going to do? to implement that into your training protocol. And so I went through these four quadrants and then I also just took, I want to say a couple hours to just sit down and write the things that were going through my head. A lot of the times I find that I sit down to work, I sit down to create something and I can't do it because there's something else buzzing around in my head. And so I took several hours uh, throughout that course of that week to just write down the things that I was frustrated about, that I was excited about, uh, the plans that I had built out in my head that were these big, grandiose plans, but I was getting lost in the weeds because they were so big that I didn't have places to start. And so I'd sit down, you know, after I'd done all these things, I'd sit down and just write out kind of, uh, train, of train of thought or train of consciousness. 
I think that's the term, but I would just write out uh, whatever I was thinking and whatever I was feeling to kind of get it out as sort of a written type therapy for yourself. So by the time I was finished with all of that, my brain was clear. It was empty and it was all on paper. All those worries, you know, I talk about getting into your body, getting out of your mind and into your body with fitness a lot. And one of the things with writing, it was super helpful to just get all of the crap in my head onto paper. And once they're on paper, they're physical, they're real, and they're, they live in this paper rather than in my head. And when that happens, then all of a sudden, my brain's freed up to actually go do stuff instead of, oh, I need to you know, finish this story in my head about this big grandiose plan that I have and I'm not quite sure where to start because I don't know where it's going to end because I haven't really thought it out that well. When you write it all down, everything becomes more explicit. And then if you want, you can open it up and you can read it, but it lives on the paper rather than in your head. And so those are kind of the three steps that I use for quarterly planning. And I'm going to keep iterating on this. I'm going to keep doing different things. But first of all, I got out of my normal situation. I went somewhere else and I went to Tulum. You guys can go anywhere. You can go camping. You can go to a cabin in the woods. You can just, you know, pitch a tent and go to your backyard, do something. But get yourself in a different location than you've been in the past. And part of that is just changing things up and forces you to create some new habits that cause a little bit more self-reflection. The second thing I did was just zero in internet, zero connection for at least 48, 72 hours, just to kind of detox from everything and kind of rid myself of just the water hose of social media and everything else that everybody else is wanting you to focus on, you can kind of just get rid of that and realize that, you know, if you disconnect from your phone, the world doesn't end and things are going to be okay. The third thing I did was split my life up into quadrants and just evaluate them critically. Say what, it, what went well, what didn't go well, what can we adjust going forward and how are we going to do that and start a plan on a 90 day spectrum so you don't get overwhelmed with all the things that you could possibly do. You just focus on the next thing for the next 90 days. Then the last thing I did was just write out any of the crap, any of the head trash in your head. And what that did was just clear space for me to think, for me to breathe, for me to be able to do new stuff down the road, uh, kind of unencumbered and sort of a 90 day spring cleaning of your head. Uh, I think it's incredibly underrated. I do a lot of this stuff on my long runs when I'm out, um, you know, on a 20 miler. I do a lot of this defragging of your brain, but there's nothing quite like writing it down because you literally take those thoughts that are in your head that are crowding up space and you make them physical. You put them in a notebook and then you say, ha, I'm going to put that over there. And all those, <laughs> all those neuroticisms, all those uh, anxieties, whatever you're thinking about can can exist, but it exists in that book. And that book is on that side of the room and I am not on that side of the room. So I found those really helpful. I'm going to keep iterating on how I've been doing quarterly planning. I think it's a really underrated way to approach your personal life that I think a lot of people in business understand. But uh, when it comes to your personal life, sometimes it's easier to deprioritize uh, your personal uh, goals, ambitions, um, or habits if you're not constantly reevaluating them. So 
I know we're a couple months into July here, or a couple weeks into July here, uh, into quarter three, but if you haven't done this already, I really encourage you to try it out, check it out, and let me know what you think. Um, I'll have an accompanying blog post uh, with this, and I'm really curious to see how you guys do quarterly planning if you do it, and uh, how you guys break down your big goals into small goals that you can do on a on a semi-regular basis and keep evaluating your progress there. So that's my quarterly planning. Please let me know if you guys liked these types of episodes. I enjoy doing them. I enjoy sharing my processes. Um, and I want to be uh, more actionable with how you actually get out of your head, get into your body, and knock things off your impossible list and, and do the things that you say you want to do. So that's today's episode, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please go leave a rating or review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you guys are listening to podcasts these days. Also, if you want to support the podcast and support yourself and remind yourself to do the impossible, go pick up an impossible shirt at impossiblegear.com. It's the best way to get comfortable while doing something uncomfortable. Also, you can check out movableapp.com, which is the best mobility app out there. 10-minute mobility routines to help you stay healthy, get stronger, and move better. Movableapp.com. Check it out. It's a free app to download. There's literally no excuse not to. So that's it for the show. Again, guys, if you guys enjoyed this type of show, let me know. I'd love to do more of them. Let me know what you'd like to hear them on. Next week, I've got Sean Ogle from Location Rebel on the show. He's my good friend. I've known him for about eight years. You're not going to want to miss that one. It's my first in-person interview. I'm going to be doing a lot more of those coming up here soon. So it was a lot of fun. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And I will see you guys here next week. Same time. And until then, keep pushing your limits and do something impossible. 